I'm Dr. Sterling. I'm a board certified OBGYN and mom. Welcome to the Becoming Moms podcast, where I give you the step-by-step to optimizing your physical and emotional wellness in pregnancy so you can create a nourishing environment for your baby, your family, and yourself. The information shared in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard in this podcast. All right, lovelies, let's dive in to this week's episode. Do I have a special treat for y'all today? One of the most popular classes we have inside sterlingparents.com is called Setting and Enforcing Boundaries Made Simple with my dear friend and licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Cassidy. And this week, I am bringing an excerpt of this class to the podcast. I know you are going to love this episode and learn a ton because it's been such a hit with our members. Without further ado, I bring you Dr. Cassie and I talking all things boundaries. We have my dear friend, someone who I love and trust and who's one of the most intelligent and wise people that I know, Dr. Cassidy Freitas. I'm so excited to be with you here today. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. It's been way too long, Christine. I know. You and I co-created together and I feel the energy just like firing up inside me. <laughs> yeah. So you you are a licensed marriage and family therapist. You are a mom of three and we share the passion of supporting people through the reproductive journey. And you are also really, really good at boundaries. And I want, you're, you're good at boundaries, both obviously in a professional capacity. So when you post, you post about boundaries a lot on your Instagram. If y'all don't follow her, she's at Dr. Cassidy. People love her account and there's a reason for it. She's just really does um, a great job of sharing expertise with heart and, and personal perspective. So um, you, you know, you pro- professionally, you talk about boundaries in a way that's really relatable. And I think people can um, really apply to their life. And then I also, because I know you personally, I also know that you personally are really good at walking the walk, especially when it comes to your kids and your time and your energy. And that, that just, what I love about that, the fact that I can see that both sides of it in you means that you are, when you give advice, like you are also someone who has done the thing that you're giving advice about, like you've walked that journey too. So that's why I'm just like, you are the, when we decided to talk about boundaries this month, it was like, Cassidy is the only person I want to talk to about (laughs) boundaries because you just like, you get it. So if you want, you can, you know, introduce yourself a little bit to everyone and then we'll, I'll get going with, you know, firing away at some questions. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for having me, Dr. Cassidy Freitas. Um, I'm a marriage and family therapist based here in San Diego. Um, same as Christine and we share the passion and you said I walk the walk and it, 
I'm walking it still, you know, like it's, I think that boundary setting and navigating boundaries in your personal life or professional life, it is not a destination. It's a process. And I am always daily inspired to talk about boundaries because I'm always navigating how they're feeling and what I'm rubbing up against in my own life. And then I try to um, work through that myself. And once I'm ready, and then I translate that into supporting others because I know people are walking it too. So I love this topic. I could talk about it day and night, but I have, (laughs) but I have too many boundaries. So I won't talk about it day and night. I will stop. (laughs) <laughs> and I will rest and then I'll come back to it <laughs> for you. So let's start with something really basic, but I think um, boundary has almost become like a buzzword, but let's t- like, what are boundaries? Like, let's get a definition on the books. What are these elusive boundaries? My favorite definition of boundaries is not my own. It is Prentice Hemphills and it is, the boundaries, but the minute I heard this, it just like stopped me in my tracks and I like felt it in my heart and my gut. And I was like, this is like, I had like a visceral reaction to this definition. And it was, um, and I'm not saying it verbatim, but the distance between me and someone or something else in which I can both care about this person or yeah. this thing while still caring for myself. And when I heard that, I felt it, like I said, viscerally, because I, so much came to my mind that like the distance between myself and my clients, myself and my job, myself and Instagram, (laughs) myself and the news, myself and that family member, myself and that friend, um, myself and my partner. It's the distance that allows me to care about what's happening in the news or about that family member while still caring for myself. And with some people, with some things, that distance is is close, so close that I can touch. And then there are some, some folks and some things where that distance is much more distant. Um, and there's a lot more protection there yeah. and that can vary depending on the situation and the context. But, um, yeah. when I heard that definition, I felt it in my bones. I love that. And I think that goes back to, you know, the, the fundamental belief that we all have to arrive at in order to institute boundaries, kind of like the assumption that is right underneath that definition is that I am worthy of caring for myself at the same time as caring for other people and other things in this world. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot of times that the, you know, we struggle, I think, with boundaries because especially those of us who are, who have been socialized as women have really, the message has been hammered into us you come second, other people come first, and it's selfish, and it's, you know, it's self-centered to hold space at the both, for both at the same time, right? So I think that that's the thing that we can talk about boundaries all day long, but if, if that is the, the element of it that you're struggling with, what, you know, 
How do you talk to somebody about exploring that piece where it's like the, I'm worthy of setting a boundary? Mm. You know, so many folks come to see me initially. I mean, I just had a, I just had a, a, a call right before this and the reason for coming was my child. Like I want to be a bet. I want to be able to show up for my kid um, or my marriage is falling apart or um, I feel like I'm failing at work. Um, And so a lot of times what motivates someone to come in is like this external thing. And I'm like, cool, whatever got you here. And now that you're here, how can we find a way for you to reclaim your own sense of you are worthy of, rest of feeling good of taking care of yourself and not because you have to do anything to earn it but that it is your human birthright yeah um, that you are worthy and yeah. we have to kind of find a way to come back to that um because and well, oftentimes what we'll what i'll say is you know think about a child any child yeah your own as somebody else's a child is that child worthy of love safety security care of course. Does that yeah. child and that baby need to earn it? No. no. And so at what point did you feel like, at what point did you lose that yes. right, for yourself where that, that just intrinsic worthiness um, was no longer there? Yeah. And a lot of times through socialization, through our experiences, um, that gets sort of beat out of us. And so it's coming back home to that. Um, and a lot of times there's that moment of like, well, yeah, I would never say that this child, this baby, this child needs to earn that worth, but why do I need to? And Mm -hmm. so sitting with that discomfort for a little bit is important to kind of come back to that realization for self that you deserve it too. It's so true. I mean, um, if one of our kids came up to us and said, Hey mom, I'm not feeling like I'm very good or that I'm enough, we would never turn to that child and say, well, why don't you um, go take care of someone else or go get your to-do list done or, you know, any of the things that we as adults like have absorbed and say, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not good enough unless I'm doing for others or I'm producing. We would never give that advice to our child. And so we have to, you know, honor that inner child inside of us, that inner, you know, soul essence, whatever it is, and and talk to ourselves like we would talk to our children and say, okay, hey, you don't, you don't need to do all this to be worthy of setting a boundary with another individual so you can care for them and yourself at the same time. So yeah, I love that. Well, okay. So we have a general definition of boundaries. Okay. Um, And I love that you brought up both that, you know, we think of boundaries in terms of people, but it's also things that we can set with things, news, social media, whatever it is. Now, what about different types of boundaries? I know you sometimes talk about there being different types of boundaries. Can you give us a little information about that? Yeah, yes. And so, you know, when we think about boundaries, we think about that distance where mm-hmm. I can care about you and myself. And yeah. I, we also think about, I also, I'm a very visual person. So I'm also thinking like, what does that actual boundary look like? Let's actually okay. make it tangible. Yeah. Um, sometimes the boundary is rigid. Okay. Sometimes it's very porous. 
Okay. And then there's something in between, right? Yeah. Where somebody might call that healthy boundaries. And I'm putting that in quotes though, because I think that sometimes having very, um, for lack of a better word, rigid boundaries mm -hmm. is actually appropriate because right. some people have not earned the right to have access to us, right? right. Um, we've been hurt. There, there is a certain, uh, certain kind of relationships where those boundaries um, having that level of protection around us is appropriate. Yeah. And so yeah. What, what, what we really want to look at here is between me and something or someone else, do you, if I, it's a very rigid boundary, I'm going to be very protected, but okay. that's not going to leave a lot of room for connection. Okay. And, or availability yeah. for me to be supported. Right. Okay. If it's a very porous boundary, there's going to be a lot of room for access to me. And sometimes yeah. that's, sometimes that can be in a certain season of life, very supportive postpartum yeah. boundaries with my mother-in-law. Right. She would never spend the night in my, me and my husband's bedroom. Right. Like that sounds odd, but after baby, Oh, she, yeah. I was like, hey, you want to pull up a air mattress and sleep right next to us and be in the bedroom with us and like see me with my top off and like, you know, yeah. come on in. Like, those boundaries, <laughs> for were, everyone. those boundaries, those boundaries yeah. were very porous yeah. because yeah. the season of life that I was in. But what that also led to, what that also could potentially lead to is I'm not going to be as protected, right? Like right. I might have a lot of connection yeah. and access to me, um, but I'm not going to be as protected. And so yeah. if that same person is welcomed into our home, sleeping in our bedroom, um, and is giving me all of their opinions or putting me down or making yeah. me feel like crap about myself then I might want to rethink, is this the right person to have this level of porous boundaries between, um, is this the right person to let in during this tender season of my life, right? Yeah. Um, and so I might decide that inside my body, like our body is my, our, my body is wise. Your body is wise yeah. through physical sensations we have, through the thoughts that we have. We can tell if we are being invaded in a way that does not, um, that does not feel great, does not feel good. And yeah. if I can get in touch with my intuition and trust that like, I'm not, the, I'm not crazy here. Like there's right. something in my body that's telling me this doesn't feel right. Then I can say, this porous boundary is no longer appropriate. Yeah. Um, yeah. The distance here, how much distance is between us, no longer feels like I can care for myself while, while still caring for the fact that you are my mother-in-law, the mother of my husband. And so yeah. I need to create a boundary here yeah. so that I can care for you while still caring for me. What, you know, what's so interesting is I think when you talk about, you know, the, the rigid and porous boundaries, I think for a lot of people, um, there's this, especially with family members, there's this feeling of you want to be connected to these people because of who they are to you, right? Like you may really want to be connected to your mom 
because she's your mom and you have, there's this idea of the, of your mom taking care of you and being a positive force in your life. Right. But not everybody has that. And so it's, you know, you may have a relationship in which you need those rigid boundaries to protect yourself, but then you have to grieve that, that loss, right? Like of that, of that connection that you want. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have, I work with so many folks who spend so much of their life waiting for that person to show up for them in the way that they need and have always needed. Yeah. And it is so painful, so yeah. painful that people will continue to create these porous boundaries, okay. to let them in, to try to see them show up, to hope yeah. that they will show up. Well, now, maybe now that there's grandchildren, maybe yeah. now they'll, they'll show up. Maybe now that we, I share that identity as mom, maybe now my mom will show up for me in yeah. the way that I need. And the thing about people is We've got to trust when they show us who they are, that that is who they are, right? Yeah. And not to say that people can't change. Yeah. Oh, I would not do be, I would not be in the field I am in and do the work that I do if I did not firmly believe that people can change. Yeah. But you know what needs to happen before that possibility can happen is we've got to take care of ourselves. Okay. I've got to set a firm. I'm going to replace rigid with firm. Okay. I'm going to. I'm going to put a firm boundary because if I put a firm boundary in a, in a relationship where those boundaries weren't there before, and this person is not used to having those boundaries, I am, what I'm doing there is I am saying no longer am I willing to be in this relationship in this way. Yeah. And what that has the possibility of doing is breaking generational patterns. The family system, the relationship is going to fight against that because they're not used to you putting, to stepping into your power and setting those firm boundaries in that way. Yeah. But you are stepping into your power within the family system saying no more. And when one person in a system makes a change like that, it has a ripple effect and impacts everyone around them. So true. And so the system is going to have to respond now to that firm boundary. And of course, we hope that the response leads to a healthier dynamic, a realization that they can no longer treat you this way. Maybe they've been focused on you and that's allowed them to not have to focus on the other things that they need to work on. But if you are no longer going to absorb all of that from them, they have to deal with this. So that might be um, something that can spark that change. But at the end of the day, the only thing we can control is ourselves. I wish I had a remote control. I wish I could develop a remote control for others. Yeah. That, if I did that, I would be a <laughs> multi-billionaire, but I, that is not possible. Yeah. And so we can only control ourselves. That's what we have agency around to do. And so we, that's what we can do and how others will respond is, is up to them. And what I also know is that as soon as we relinquish the desire for this person who cannot show up for us to show up for us, it leaves this space in this room for anyone who's been waiting in the wings to come in and support us in the way that we deserve. It creates space for them to actually do so. Yeah. But let's be honest, that process of setting those firm boundaries, 
of acknowledging that this person cannot show up for you in the way that you need or deserve is a huge thing to come to face. And there can be so much loss and pain around that, around that experience. Grief is a perfect word to describe what can show up there. A lot of times um, that is the work that happens in the therapy room. And so if anybody is tuning in and is like, okay, I'm ready to start stepping into my power and setting these firm boundaries. And they're feel, they feel that like wave of grief that they know is going to come with this or resentment or just pain, anger. Yeah. 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 Therapy can be a great place for your, those feelings for you to process all those pieces that come up. Pregnancy can be really hard. On top of all the physical stuff, there's the emotional impact of not feeling well and not feeling at home in your body for months on end. If you are having a tough time in pregnancy, you are not alone. I have so been there and I want to help you. Head over to thebestpregnancyclass.com to register for my free class, Four Ways to Make Your Pregnancy Easier and Healthier. This class is all about taking some of the stress and overwhelm off your plate. Head over to thebestpregnancyclass.com and pick a time to watch the class from the comfort of your own home. You deserve support, Mama. I think that, you know, just to kind of bring it to our current moment, I feel like um, there's so much coming up around, especially families with kids who aren't vaccinated yet. So much is coming up with family and boundaries with, you know, with unvaccinated family members. And like, I'm just seeing it. It's just like, it's really tearing. It's unfortunately tearing families apart. So these, um, you know, And it's, it's very much, it's interesting when we talk about these boundaries, like this is not just like an emotional protection, right. But protecting the health of your children, it's like a very real protection. And so I feel like there's, you know, people are talking about boundaries so much right now, because it's something that like, yeah, we all deal with boundaries, like in everyday life, but like over the last, you know, since what is it, March 2020, like boundaries have just become like our life has been about boundaries, like even, you know, social distancing and math, it's all about boundaries. And so um, I think a lot of people are kind of thinking about it and it's bringing up a lot of stuff. Yes. And the holidays are coming up. And so this is just a very, very relevant topic. I mean, at all seasons of life, but especially around pregnancy, postpartum, the holidays, this pandemic, it is definitely something that is at the top of most people's minds. Even if they don't realize it's boundaries, it's what they're living and what they're experiencing. You you, um, said, uh, you know, a little bit ago that um, tuning into your body will help you know when you need to set a boundary. Talk to me for, talk to me about what that might feel like and what are some signs that you might that you should probably set a boundary even with you know with a person or with a thing you know yeah i love to talk about the human emotions of some of our core emotions such as anger yeah. fear sadness yeah they they live in our body right if yeah. if i was to ask each one each of you here who's right now to think about something recently that made you angry or the last time you were afraid or yep. something that brings up sadness. You are, and if you really took the time to be mindful of that experience, 
you would start to feel physical sensations in your body. Yeah. For me, yeah. fear tends to live in my stomach. Okay. Anger okay. tends to live in my throat. And there's different parts too. Um, sadness kind of in my chest or in my heart. Yeah. And is the more and more that we become mindful of where we feel these things in our body, the more and more that we can use these emotions as messengers <laughs> and right. we can begin to trust that when I'm with this person, I feel angry, right? Anger gets a bad reputation, but anger is a really important human emotion. Yes. <laughs> it is, it's, it is there to let us know when our rights have been violated at its core. It can for sure show up in secondary roles and it protect us from having to experience vulnerability and keep people at a distance. Um, yeah. But it at its core is there to let us know when our rights have been violated or we, or we have witnessed an injustice it's yep. that there's anger. Yeah. And I love anger because what anger can do is it can give us the energy the oomph do to that. step into that power. That is so, so true. The yeah. more and more that we yeah. get in touch with these parts of ourselves yeah, and where yeah. that lives yeah. in our body and how we know when it's bubbled up, um, the more and more that in these moments when, you know, your boss asks you to stay late or assumes you're going to stay late yeah. and you find yourself feeling angry, yeah, right? Um, or fear that this is going to keep happening or sadness that you're going to miss, you know, bedtime. Yeah. Listen to that. Okay. Right? Yeah. And tune into that. That is your body telling you this is, this is nope. There, I, there needs to be some firm boundaries here. Yeah. I cannot care myself while also caring for my job at this distance. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. something needs to happen here. Um, so would you say, you know, kind of sitting through and like sitting down and thinking through what, you know, what it feels like when, you know, what it feels like when you, somebody is overstepping and what it feels like to you kind of creating like almost like a, a body map or like an emotional map of what these different things feel like can help you so that you know, a month from now, you're, you can notice that in your body and in your thoughts, like, oh, this is like, this is me when I need to set a boundary. And now I know there's different types of boundaries and probably the one that's currently in place is not firm enough. Is that something that, you know, people should oh. do? Oh yeah. And don't, gosh, I wish you could do this once. And then it was just there, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. that this is a practice and okay. it'll feel so awkward at first, right? Um, yeah. Let's say, let's say you, somebody, you were going to walk through this exercise of really getting to know your anger, right? Yeah. Or your rage. Um, and you're like, gosh, I'm like, I keep like losing it on my kids. I'm yelling at my partner. I'm like grumpy yeah. all the time. I got to yeah. get to like, what's going on there? One of the first things I might have you do is to pull that part of you out and like really get to know this part of you, like externalize it. Like, what does it look like? What does yeah. it want to say? Like, how do you feel in its presence? That feels awkward. 
And then I might say, where does this part of you live in your body? How do you, where, where do you feel it? The next time you get triggered, can you pause and notice that? All of this is going to feel like new. It's going to feel a little awkward. Yeah. You know what is so cool is that when something feels awkward, it's because your brain hasn't really made those sort of like pathways before or those neural connections. This is literally you beginning to create new pathways and rewire your brain. So and powerful. it's so powerful. Yeah. The, this whole idea of like neural plasticity that we change things in our brain, our reactivity to know. things, it's incredible. Yeah. And so if you put into practice noticing when I'm with this person, when they call and are they FaceTime and you know they want to see the kids and so we're FaceTiming for a little while. If I start to feel like five minutes into that call, like in my stomach, I, I get this, like these knots in my stomach, or I feel this like rising rage in my throat. The more that you pause and you say, hello, anger, hello, fear, hello, resentment, hello, whatever the motion is naming it. Yeah. And you notice this, you're, that's, you are creating space there where you're now able to be reflective and the more and more that we're able to do that, the easier it's going to become the next time. And you're, and you're getting, you're collecting so much data there for your yes. own body about what feels okay. What yeah. feels like, how much time can I spend with this person? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> that the work there takes practice, but it literally allows you to rewire your yeah. brain. So the next time you have to set a boundary, you're, it's going to be so much easier to be firm about it because your brain's going to remember that pathway. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, a really, it's really powerful, but takes practice. Yeah. What, what I love that you're talking about here too is you are, what you're talking about is, you're, is really approaching quote unquote negative emotions, right? And not saying like, oh, I'm sad. Like, let me just like do something to, you know, to push it away you're talking about and especially with anger as women oh my we are not supposed to be angry right like we are supposed to be especially with our kids or our partners like we are just we're supposed to be just like calm and and all the time and what you're talking about is not when you experience anger which may be a sign that potentially your entire family is violating all of your boundaries. <laughs> right. And, and talk about setting firm boundaries with an 18 month old. Um. <laughs> right. right. But anger, what anger can also, and this is like, this is where, this is where it gets really cool is that you begin to discover that anger has all these different roles, right? Yeah. Anger sometimes yeah. lets you know when your, your boundaries have been violated the anger can also show up and tell you that you're overstimulated, you're overwhelmed, yeah. you're yeah. not getting enough support, um, that you, and, and so there's so much that anger can be giving you messages around, but oftentimes what happens, right, is that we, we feel it and we react to it. Like there's yeah. no, speaking of distance, there's no distance between the tr trigger and the reaction yeah. and what this sort of mind. And then we should ourselves after the fact. Then we tell us, we yeah. sh I shouldn't have felt angry. It was the anger that was the problem. But what you're saying is the anger isn't the problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, anger, anger can be a beautiful resource of energy and oomph to help us set the boundaries we need to in our life. 
But sometimes it oversteps or it takes on other roles and it protects us from our vulnerabilities. So instead of like communicating to my partner, I'm feeling really in over my head here. Um, yeah. I'm really overwhelmed. I need a break. I am exhausted. Um, I feel hopeless. I feel helpless. Instead of communicating that, I snap. I yell. It like yeah, pushes yeah. everyone around me away. That it, for, it, for, it forces yeah. that distance in a way that doesn't actually feel good, right? Yeah. It sets that boundary, but in a way that doesn't feel in alignment with the kind of parent and human being I want to show up as. But if I can slow down and say, hello, anger, what's the message here? Like, yeah. what are you yeah. trying to tell me is happening and that I need right now? Yeah. Gosh, that's going to feel weird at first. But again, remember, awkwardness is a beautiful thing. It means that in your, your brain is literally saying, whoa, whoa, we haven't responded to anger in this way before. Yeah. Let's build a new little connection here. This is new. Yeah. Let's build some more connections as we're trying to kind of rework this new way of responding to this part of ourselves and, ch and change the relationship. So I just want to kind of summarize what we've got so far. We start off with, you know, this belief that we are worthy of caring for ourselves and other things and other people at the same time. We've moved through and under to understand that there's different types of boundaries and the, and the, the different types of boundaries allow us to have different levels of protection and also connection with other people. And then we talked about how to really just approach our emotions um, and understanding our emotions can help us in many, many, many areas of our life and having that approach relationship with our emotions, but it also can help us understand when we need to set boundaries with people or things. So now we have determined that we are worthy of setting a boundary. We have felt the feelings that tell us, okay, I need to either establish or change a boundary. How do we set a boundary once we know that it needs to happen? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is the fun part. <laughs> like, this is the part where we have to convince ourselves first and okay. foremost that the boundary needs to be set. Okay. Right. Um, Cause remember, remember we can't, all we can, can, can control is ourselves, right? First we got to convince ourselves, okay, this boundary that I need to set with social media, with the news, with, this family member, with this friend, with this coworker, I've got to convince myself first what that okay. boundary is. With okay. our kids, right? Even with our kids, yeah. like what's like? I need to convince myself first if like uh, this is going to be a boundary that I'm going to uphold with my children or for my children. Yeah, got to convince myself first. Okay, that's the first rule. That's the first step, and then we've got to communicate that boundary, knowing that people, things around us, right, like social media is going to be there with all of its glitz and glamour and um, hopes for connection. And, yeah. um, you know, like it's going to give you the likes and the comments that makes you feel like something good inside. It's got all that. It's going yeah. to keep pulling at you. Yeah. Um, the coworker is going to, and maybe you're somebody who really part of your identity is being able to, is achievement oriented yeah. or is really loves the feedback and positive feedback that when you do things, you go above and beyond, that's going to be there pulling you. Yeah. Or the family member with the guilt trip or your child with the please, like, can I just have more screen time or that friend, right? Gosh, there's so yeah. many different ways in which 
the minute you decide I've convinced myself, I'm going to set this boundary. Now, yeah. I got, now I'm yeah. going to communicate it. There's going to be yeah. all sorts of around you trying yeah. to say like, don't, <laughs> don't be firm yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so it's, you got to convince yourself. You got to know that it's going to, it's going to be, there's going to be a strain potentially yeah. Yeah. Um, once you set it. And then you communicate it and you are firm in your communication and you, despite things around you, this doesn't mean that you can't be flexible sometimes, right? Like sometimes yeah. you got to be like, hmm, does this boundary need to shift and change? Let me, let me look inside into my body. My body's super mm -hmm. wide. My body will help me decide, determine if yep. I need, if I, if I should be flexible with this for this situation or not. And if it's not, then you stay firm. And so this yeah. is where communication comes into play. This is where you don't need to apologize. You know, okay. this, is, this is where you are firm and you are going to sit with the discomfort of what it means to be firm, especially if you have been socialized as a woman, <laughs> um, yeah. to, to not jump into wanting to please others or take care of others in your firm boundary, because the yeah. only way that you're going to be able to show up for anyone is if you show up for yourself first. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, for each specific situation, what, how that's communicated or what's communicated can be so nuanced, but those are the ingredients um, that I would say in terms of actually setting those boundaries is convincing yourself and then knowing that it's going to ruffle things, yeah. but still staying firm in your communication of that boundary. Yeah. There's a few things that I wanted to ask follow-up questions. So one, do you think that you need to communicate the reason for the boundary? Mm, it depends. Okay. Um, there are times when that for that relationship, it makes sense. Yeah. But a lot of times, a lot of times, if you start getting into that, this is the why, it's just creating more space for there to be that tension or disagreement. <laughs> that or, argument where they then, yeah. Argument. yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, there's, this is not a one size fits all. Right. Just like all relationships are so unique. Yeah. Um, there are definitely situations where communicating the why um, and providing the context for why this is important to me yeah. can actually be very fruitful and actually help somebody respect the boundary because yeah. now they understand the why. And then it's knowing the, the person you're talking with, right? Like it's knowing them. And there are certainly people who you set a boundary with. And then it's like, if you give any explanation that will become the point of contention in which they argue. And then you have to come up with, like, you know that you want the boundary regardless. Like, <laughs> you have to come up with more right. and more elaborate reasons to back because yourself. Because remember, step one was to you have to convince yourself yeah. that you're, yeah. why you're setting this boundary. It's not about convincing others. It's about convincing yourself. Yeah. So the yeah. explanation can sometimes provide context and empathy and more and connection. Um, but you've got to know who you're dealing with yeah. and what you're dealing with. And if yeah. this is actually a space, if, if there's, if that explanation is going to be held with respect. Um, and the interesting thing about some of the boundaries that we have to set around the reproductive journey are 
sometimes more about ourselves than the other person. And we're going to talk about this in a bit, but when we're thinking about things like infertility and pregnancy loss, like we can, we may need to set a boundary to protect ourselves. And it's not about the other person, like making a mistake or doing something wrong. Right. It's about like, okay, I just, I can't go to another baby shower right now. Um, And in those situations with the right person, like explaining, explaining that can, can help. I, I would think can help kind of not, um, cause what, you know, we talked about the fact that when you set boundaries, sometimes there's some tension and sometimes it can, it can push a relationship apart. But I think in some situations, the explanation can help keep that relationship close, even though there's distance. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. Yeah. And this is very nuanced based on each of our unique relationships and really taking into consideration who is this person that I, I, I care about in some, because if you, if, if, if if this person has hurt you so much that there is no care there, this is where that brick wall, get that rigid boundary is a great option because you need to be, you deserve to be protected from that. Totally. Right? Yeah. Um, but if this is someone that there is some there, I care, if there's this friend, a friend I care about, um, I need to ask myself, what is the distance between me and this person at, at this time, because of what I'm going through, yeah. um, in which I can care for them while still caring for myself. And is this somebody that I can communicate that to? Yeah. Um, some yeah. people can hold space for that and, and some can't. It's and so true we, we, we know we are wise. No. We've had enough experience that your body will tell you, your heart will tell you like, um, and, and if, and if that, if that feels blocked, if you feel like, I don't feel like I have that intuition, yeah. that can be a great signal of a perfect signal that maybe more support is needed to begin yeah. to build that inner trust. Thank you for tuning in to becoming moms with Dr. Sterling. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, if you are a member of sterlingparents.com, listening to this episode on the Sterling Parents private podcast, stay tuned because this discussion with Dr. Cassidy continues. She's going to talk to us about some advice on dealing with the guilt that comes with setting boundaries during the newborn phase and while navigating infertility and pregnancy loss. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Becoming Moms. If you are looking for more support from me during your pregnancy journey, head over to sterlingparents.com to learn more about our membership. The Sterling Parents membership now comes with a private Instagram account where members can send me direct messages 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Pregnancy is hard. You deserve support. Head over to sterlingparents.com to get the best support available for your pregnancy.